Girl, I'm so glad you're here. I know you're crazy busy. So before we get started, I want to give you a gift. It's my new guide called, wait for it, redeem your time in just five minutes. You may need this if you've ever felt like you're being pulled in too many directions. You know how it is. You do a little of this, then a little of that, and you get whiplash from trying to do all the things that seem to all matter all at the same time. Your faith, your relationships, your work or business, your household, and who has time for fun anymore? So instead of throwing up your hands in exhaustion and opting for scrolling or binging, because let's be honest, who hasn't been there? Set a timer for five minutes, open up this guide and go through these five simple steps. And I promise you'll know exactly where to put your focus right now. So you don't waste any more time on less important things. Give me five minutes and I'll give you back hours in your life. Sound amazing? I know you're here to make an impact for him. So let's redeem your time, my friend. Head over to redeemhertime.com forward slash five, and I'll whisk it off to your inbox ASAP. And if you're multitasking, because who doesn't these days, I'll drop the link in the show notes for you. Hey girl, I see you. You long to live fully present, to redeem your time as a faith-led woman, but you feel yourself pulled in so many directions, you're spread way too thin more often than not. And you find that life hits you from all sides, keeping you busy beyond belief, double-minded and distracted. You are not alone. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. You know that God has a bigger purpose for you than just juggling all the things, yet you can't seem to pause the noise long enough to discover what that is. So you just keep doing more, thinking you're not doing enough or that you're not enough. But somewhere inside, you hear that quiet voice whisper, that's not the life he intends for you. True that. Hey friend, I'm Lissa fellow sister in Christ, wife, empty nester, and recovering to-do list girl. After trying to keep all the balls in the air for too long, I was exhausted. But I finally let go of doing all the things, and that's when God showed me how to redeem my time for Him. Warning, His plans are always better than ours. Imagine redefining your God-given purpose to focus on what matters most in your stage of life, realigning your schedule to create space to invest where it counts, and redeeming how you live each day to make a bigger impact for eternity. And maybe you're doing it all in your favorite holy jeans and Jesus Saves graphic tee. This is the podcast for you, my friend. Grab a cup of joe, brew yourself some tea, or mix up a fizzy. And be sure to grab your journal or your notes app, because we're going to get to work. I pray this both blesses and challenges you. Are you ready? Hey, friends. How you been? I'm just curious. Have you had a different response to interruptions in your life since listening to that timely tip that we covered on episode 103? I have a feeling that may be one episode you need to save to go back to over and over. Because if your life is anything like mine, there's always something or someone wanting our attention. And if we're not careful, we'll give away our best time and attention to less important things. That's not what you want either, right? I know, because that's why you're here. So how amazing would it be to be part of a community of other Christian women who are intentionally reflecting on their own lives and committing to redeeming their time in this season too? Amazing? Yes. Remember Danielle, whose question got featured last time? Listen to what she just shared with me inside our community. She said, I love this podcast and community and the story of your history bringing you to redeem her time. I'm so excited to be in a place that offers practical application of time management principles supported with scriptures. Yes, 
That's what Redeem Her Time is all about. And girl, you got to get inside the community to see how it takes what you hear on the podcast to a whole new level in your life. You can find more testimonials like Danielle's in the full scoop on the community tab of the Redeem Her Time website. That's just redeemhertime.com. Speaking of connecting with other Christian women, some conversations I've had lately, plus the Holy Spirit, prompted today's topic. Perhaps you've heard me say over and over, progression over perfection, meaning it's not about the journey, it's about, it's about the journey, not just the destination. Or maybe you've heard the saying, just give yourself grace, meaning don't be so hard on yourself. So recently, I heard a coach say, grace over guilt, meaning don't make your decisions mean something untrue about you. And it was right then that this phrase popped into my head, grace over grit. So I started to pray and ponder about what God might might have for me and for you and how this affects our perspective of ourselves and how we use our time. And he showed me some things that I needed to hear and to be reminded of. So I pray the same is true for you as you listen today and that you will apply it too. You see, I was that grit girl. I thought my value to God and to others, as well as the way to live out my purpose was to do more, to work harder, faster, better. I was an A student by nature. Honestly, I think it would have been more work for me to not do my homework and not study for exams. Then I moved on to be a classroom teacher and a homeschool mom who was always working on lesson plans and ideas and wasted a lot of time reinventing the wheel more times than I care to admit. Even at our annual college girls weekend, I was the one in the kitchen cleaning up the leftovers and washing up the dishes while everyone else lingered around the coffee table. Why was it that I couldn't see work that needed to be done and just let it be for a time? It was almost like I didn't know who I was without my work. Even when I first started coaching, it was focused on goal achievement, working to reach your goals, (laughs) probably because that's what felt natural for me. I knew how to work. I didn't know how to not work. And can I be honest with you? I was completely overwhelmed and exhausted trying to do it all. But as I'm sure you know by experience too, when God has something he wants you to learn, he uses people, circumstances, and challenges to help you see it. I needed to embrace grace over grit. It wasn't I didn't know that I was saved by grace alone, but somehow I missed the part about it not requiring my work to maintain it. And learning this has made all the difference in how I spend my time. Because now I know the world will not stop spinning when I stop for my work. And God doesn't base my worth as his daughter on what I do. He showed me to do less. And I've noticed I actually get more done of what matters by doing less. I finally understand grace over grit, or at least I'm getting closer. So let's start with grit. What exactly is it? I think we can skip over the first definition of small, loose particles of stone or sand and jump right to courage and resolve, strength of character. If that's you too, you know you can't just sit around and wait for things to happen. You have to take action, to work to make it happen. In fact, the example sentence is, he displayed the true grit of a Navy pilot. Now, being a military wife and mom, I have seen firsthand the true grit of a soldier and how they will push farther and faster and longer than their enemy to complete the objective. That's a good trait, because that's the kind of person I want defending our freedom, don't you? So using the eight areas of attention we talk about, I think we could also say, she displayed the true grit of a Christian 
or a committed wife and mom, or a loyal friend or employee or business owner, or a financial steward, or a healthy and passionate woman, or a detailed housekeeper. Again, all good things because it means she's actively taking action towards the objective of living the life that God has called her to. Now don't hear me wrong. It's not that grit is a bad thing to be avoided, like perfection or guilt from those other phrases. Living a with God life takes work, AKA grit, but it needs to be in its right place in relation to grace. Is this making sense? So what is grace and why should it be over grit? Again, we'll skip over the first definitions of simple elegance and courteous goodwill to what it means in light of the Bible, the free and unmerited favor of God, the divinely given blessing. Did you hear the words free and unmerited? That means it's not something we can work towards or earn. Ah, does that help my fellow work and grit girls breathe a little easier too? And did you catch the second part? Grace is divinely given, meaning it's only given by God. Wow, which makes me think about all the times I've heard women say, or that I've said to them, just give yourself grace. If we truly understand grace, that's not even possible. We cannot give ourselves grace, only God can. But we can do one thing when it comes to grace, allow for it, allow yourself grace, create space for it, get out of the way so that God can do what only he can do. And that can only happen when you stop working to try to earn it, which we already know is futile. So why waste any more of your precious time trying? When we try to earn grace, it changes us on the outside. When God gives us grace, it changes us from the inside. I love Paul's reminder in Romans 11:6. but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. Yes and amen, he's talking about our salvation. And for those of us who think that we are strong in ourselves, Paul tells us his own story of being humbled by grace over works in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in your weakness. Is it getting clearer now, grace over grit? It's not that we don't play a part in the process of becoming who he is calling us to be in each area. AKA, we're not just sitting on the couch and waiting for God to do his part. We do have a part to do too, but it's only after we've allowed for his grace by making space for it to do its work in us first. Then we can correctly apply Paul's words in Colossians 3, 23 through 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for humans, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. When we've received his grace in our lives, it changes us from the inside out, and we can't help but let it overflow into the world around us by working for him. Not to earn salvation or more grace because we have already received it fully, but to give him glory. It's not about doing something to give ourselves grace, which is actually only changing our external behaviors, like giving yourself grace if you can't fit in time to read the Bible, or grace when you ate more dessert than you should because it was a stressful day. It's not about doing something to allow, it's, it is about doing something to allow him to give grace, which is actually what will transform us into who he is calling us to be. That's why it's grace over grit. The work is from the grace, not for it. So how does this new perspective apply to how you use your time? I'm so glad you asked. As I see it, there are two ways. One, 
receive grace from him, and two, work with grit for him. Receive grace from him. And how do we receive it? We receive grace with open hands and open hearts. We don't try to reach for it or force it or manipulate it or make it what we want it to be. We create an openness in our spirit for God to fill with his spirit and his grace as his child. We spend time in his word. We keep listening to the spirit. We come back to his truth. We rest in the knowing that we are his and there is nothing we can do to change his grace in our lives. So there's no sense in wasting time trying to drum up your own form of grace or even your worthiness to receive his. Just open up your hands. (laughs) That takes no time at all but it gives you back all the time you spent trying to earn it. And number two, then work with grit for him. So what do we do with that grace? We let the grace guide our work. We let his grace fill every area of attention in our lives, our faith walk, our family, our friendships, our service, our stewardship, our wellness, our passions, and our dwelling. And with gratitude for that grace, we walk out who he is calling us to be and what he is calling us to do with it in this season. He doesn't say not to work, but to work for him well. Remember Colossians 3.23, work with all your heart? May the strength of the character of his spirit that produces in you a transformation lead you to work well. That's where to invest your time in doing the work that he has given you to do, not the work the world expects or that you feel obligated to do. That should free up some space in your heart and in your calendar, right? And did you know he actually created work for us to do? Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, you got to know, I'm a stickler for not taking a verse out of context to make it mean what we want it to mean. So get this. As you look back at what Paul said in verses 1 through 9 of Ephesians 2, it's all about receiving grace from God first. And the work is at the end. Grace over grit. A life of intention and time well spent takes both, just in the right order, in the right relationship to one another. And whenever you feel like grit is starting to creep ahead of the grace, go back to his word. Open your heart and create space to allow for his grace to fill you by stopping your work. Receive grace from him. Work with grit for him. As a recovering to-do list girl, I need this renewed perspective. And I'm guessing you might too. I'd love to hear your thoughts about grace and grit over inside the Redeem Her Time community. Let me pray for you. Then go check out the community page on the redeemhertime.com website and click join to come on in. Dear Gracious Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you that your grace is free and unmerited and can only come from you. Thank you that there is nothing we can do to earn it. May this precious daughter of yours stop her work and quiet her heart to receive it with open hands and an open heart. And may that grace fill her and stir in her and overflow out of her with a desire to do the work that you have given her to do. By your grace alone, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, friend, for joining me for this episode. Until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do all he has called you to. Focus on who and what matters most to redeem your time in this season and in light of eternity, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey friend, before you go, were you touched by this episode? I pray it blessed you, challenged you, or grew you in a way that moves you to take action in your life. So what was the one thing that God laid on your heart today? I'd love to hear. 
So would you take a quick minute to leave a review right here in this platform? That way I know you're liking the show and it helps other busy faith-led women just like you find real life answers too. Plus, it just makes my heart smile. And if this podcast added value for you, before the crazy busy world creeps back in, would you share this episode with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough? And don't forget, grab your free guide to redeem your time in just five minutes. You'll need it for when you feel like you're going in a million directions, but not getting anywhere. Tell me where to send it at redeemhertime.com forward slash five. Of course, I'll drop all the links in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because these are difficult days. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.